And now we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament. And our scripture today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 9, verse 51. We'll read through to chapter 10, verse 12. Let's take a brief look at what's going on here just before we begin the actual narration. We'll see that although Jesus knew he would face persecution and death in Jerusalem, he was determined to go there. Well, that kind of resolve should characterize our lives as well. When God gives us a course of action, we must move steadily toward our destination regardless of the potential hazards that await us there. Now, after Assyria invaded Israel, the northern kingdom, and resettled it with its own people, the mixed race that developed became known as the Samaritans. Purebred Jews hated these half-breeds, and the Samaritans in turn hated the Jews. So many tensions arose between the two peoples that Jewish travelers between Galilee and southern Judea often would walk around rather than through Samaritan territory. Now we'll read here today that Jesus gave two rules for the disciples to follow as they traveled. They were to eat what was set before them. That is, they were to accept hospitality without being picky, and they were to heal the sick. Because of the healings, people would be willing to listen to the good news. And we'll read about Sodom. Sodom was an evil city that God had destroyed because of its great sinfulness back in Genesis. The city's name is often used to symbolize wickedness and immorality. But cities who saw the Messiah and rejected Him will suffer even more. And with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. April 2nd, the New Testament. Luke chapter 9, verse 51 through chapter 10, verse 12. As the time drew near for him to ascend to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. He sent messengers ahead to a Samaritan village to prepare for his arrival. But the people of the village did not welcome Jesus because he was on his way to Jerusalem. When James and John saw this, they said to Jesus, Lord, should we call down fire from heaven to burn them up? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. So they went on to another village. As they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, Foxes have dens to live in, and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. He said to another person, Come, follow me. The man agreed, but he said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and preach about the kingdom of God. Another said, Yes, Lord, I will follow you. But first let me say goodbye to my family. But Jesus told him, Anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. The Lord now chose seventy-two other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. These were his instructions to them. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Now go, and remember that I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. Don't take any money with you, nor a traveler's bag, nor an extra pair of sandals, and don't stop to greet anyone on the road. Whenever you enter someone's home, first say, May God's peace be on this house. If those who live there are peaceful, the blessing will stand. If they are not, the blessing will return to you. Don't move around from home to home. Stay in one place, eating and drinking what they provide. 
Don't hesitate to accept hospitality, because those who work deserve their pay. If you enter a town and it welcomes you, eat whatever is set before you. Heal the sick and tell them, The kingdom of God is near you now. But if a town refuses to welcome you, go out into its streets and say, We wipe even the dust of your town from our feet to show that we have abandoned you to your fate. And know this, the kingdom of God is near. I assure you, even wicked Sodom will be better off than such a town on Judgment Day. Psalm 74, verses 1 through 23. Let's uh, look at a brief overview of what we'll be reading about here in the Psalms today. You know, God's anger against Israel had grown hot during the many years of their sin and idolatry. His patience endured for generations, but at last it was set aside for judgment. If you fall into sin but quickly seek God's forgiveness, His mercy may come quickly and His anger may leave quickly. If you persist in sinning against Him, don't be surprised when His patience runs out. Now when enemy armies defeated Israel, they sacked and burned Jerusalem, trying to wipe out every trace of God. This has often been the response of people who hate God. Today, many are trying to eliminate God from our public life and particularly from our schools. Do what you can to maintain a Christian influence, but don't become discouraged when others appear to make great strides in removing all traces of God. They cannot eliminate His presence among believers. Psalm 74, verses 1 through 23, a psalm of Asaph. O God, Why have you rejected us so long? Why is your anger so intense against the sheep of your own pasture? Remember that we are the people you chose long ago, the tribe you redeemed as your own special possession. And remember Jerusalem, your home on earth. Walk through the awful ruins of the city. See how the enemy has destroyed your sanctuary. There your enemies shouted their victorious battle cries. There they set up their battle standards. They swung their axes like woodcutters in a forest. With axes and picks, they smashed the carved paneling. They burned your sanctuary to the ground. They defiled the place that bears your name. Then they thought, let's destroy everything. So they burned down all the places where God was worshipped. We no longer see your miraculous signs. All the prophets are gone. And no one can tell us when it will end. How long, O God, will you allow our enemies to insult you? Will you let them dishonor your name forever? Why do you hold back your strong right hand, unleash your powerful fist, and destroy them? You, O God, are my king from ages past, bringing salvation to the earth. You split the sea by your strength and smashed the heads of the sea monsters. You crushed the heads of Leviathan and let the desert animals eat him. You caused the springs and streams to gush forth, and you dried up rivers that never run dry. Both day and night belong to you. You made the starlight and the sun. You set the boundaries of the earth, and you made both summer and winter. See how these enemies insult you, Lord. A foolish nation has dishonored your name. Don't let these wild beasts destroy your turtle doves. Don't forget your suffering people forever. Remember your covenant promises, for the land is full of darkness and violence. Don't let the downtrodden be humiliated again. Instead, 
Let the poor and needy praise your name. Arise, O God, and defend your cause. Remember how these fools insult you all day long. Don't overlook what your enemies have said or their growing uproar. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 11. A hard worker has plenty of food, but a person who chases fantasies has no sense.